what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is October 4th, 1996. We're in October. Yeah, it is. It's October. It's fall. We started the new season of Now 2 and 0, and yeah. I'm so mad. How did you like last week with the barrage of the end of season four? I hope you liked it. Who are you asking? The audience. <laughs> are you waiting for them to answer you? <laughs> Scott. Uh, talks in my head, you know. Does he? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I guess I better be worried. Anyway, so yeah, we started season five. Now I knew this was coming at some point. We have. I don't know if, if I'd say we've taken pains. Obviously, you guys know we're a couple seasons behind where nine hundred two one zero is right now, mm-hmm. and. We have avoided reading a lot of articles and things like that about 90210, but I did know that a Mallrats own Miss Shannon Darhati uh, was not on the show. There's been, you know, rumblings of why that is, strife behind the scenes, possibly, I don't know. I didn't know. I've done such a good job mm-hmm. of hiding. Yeah. I didn't know. I knew Tiffany Amber Thiessen came on to the show. Yeah. But I did not know that Saved Shannon Doherty left. by the bell. What do you think of that? That's fine. I like her. I, I like her a lot, too. That's Kelly Kapowski. She's very pretty, and she's a good actress, and I'm sure it'll be you know fun to have her on the show. She's but it doesn't pretty. make up for losing Brenda. She's maybe the only petite girl that I've ever found attractive. Huh. But she's, you know, like real tiny in that way, real petite. But, yeah, she's uh, she is pretty. Yeah, she's got a cute face. Uh, but every time she was on the screen, all of her dialogue sounded like... The whole thing to me sounded... I don't know if you, you experienced this too, but the whole thing to me sounded like... She, the actress, was addressing the cast about what it felt like to replace Brenda on the show, or or they were talking to her about her replacing Brenda on the show. Because no. she's like, oh, it's so nice to be here. I've always wanted this. Like, there were so, there were so many lines where it sounded like Tiffany was like, Tiffany Thiessen was like, this is a great opportunity for me and, and all this stuff. <laughs> it really did sound like it wasn't until towards the very end of the episode where I actually felt like a character formed. Well, that's because she was pretending to be Two-Face the whole time. Yeah. Yes, from Batman, Two-Face. <laughs> but she flipped a coin. And- right. But no, I mean, she was pretending to be somebody else, so she felt stiff and unnatural, and I think that was maybe intentional. Yeah, the, that's possible, but I also I also do, it, did, it really felt like, 
all the cast was talking about, oh, you know, it's going to be so fun to have her around. Yeah. You know, and like, and stuff like that. It sounded like they were talking about Shannon Doherty's gone, you know, the, the witch is dead kind of thing. So if you guys hear rumbling around, that's our cats running all amok. Yeah. And we cannot contain the wild little furry. I'm so Beasts. mad at them right now. Yeah. Why did they, uh, did they scratch you again? Well, yesterday one of them drew blood. Oh. And today one of them tried to get in the shower with me. They like getting in the shower. I, I don't know why. They're weird. And they run around all night, so I can't sleep. One of them attached all four of his claws, well, all four, all four of his legs, the claws of all four of his legs, to the back of my head and was licking and biting at my hair. So you shouldn't let them do that stuff because... Because, like, they're going to think that's okay, and then they're going to do it to me, and then I'm going to kill them. Yeah. Because I don't true. like that. Ugh. But. Anyway, sorry. Speaking of killing. Uh-huh. Speak of killing. Ian's Go Ian, ahead. Ian Ziering killed it in this episode. <laughs> he went through a gambit of emotions. Yeah, he did. First, he's meeting Howie Long for some weird reason. I don't know why. Maybe he wanted former, to be on 90210. Former NFL linebacker Howie Long. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that had nothing to do with anything. No. He was just on the plane. And and Steve says, like, Brandon's like, how did you meet him? And he says, oh, you know me. I finagled my way into first class. You are a movie star or like a TV star's son and a rich Beverly Hills kid. Why would you not be in first class anyway? Well, and then he's got, and then he sits next to uh, former uh, L.A. Raiders linebacker Howie Long for some reason. Here's the thing, though: most of the people on the flight to or from Beverly Hills are going to be rich, or Los Angeles, or whatever, and famous. Yeah, LAX is where they're landing, and he is only the child of a star, not a star, so he might not constitute first class treatment. Do you think that first class is based on <laughs> on merits? You think like everyone everyone like okay, a single file line in the plane. Okay, uh, George, you're you're famous enough, George Clooney. You can get on the plane. Uh, um, uh, what's a, a good one? Um, what's that? George Hamilton. <laughs> There's another George. George Hamilton. You're kind of a B list star. Uh, Zorro was a long time ago. You'll get in coach. George Hamilton. Yeah, he's the guy that's always really tan. He's super tan. I was thinking of Mark Hamill when you said that, and I'm like, that can't be right. Mark Hamill. He's pretty famous. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. And not a lot of people know this, but in Batman, in Batman the animated series, he plays the voice of the Joker. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. But yeah, so Steve's like, whatever, talking to people in the airport, and then Brandon sees him, and we find out that apparently he got back together with Celeste. Yes. Which, like, we didn't even know to begin with. Cary Grant's daughter, uh, Cary Grant and Diane Cannon's daughter, back, but off screen, though. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, they saved her from John Sears. in the season finale. It was so funny, by the way, listening to the, listening to us talk about the show yeah. again because that last episode we had no idea what the fuck was going on right i'm talking about like oh john like i'm talking about john sears as if john sears was the guy that didn't want to be in the fraternity because of the 
the gay dude oh. <laughs> thing. And those were different guys. They were different guys. Yeah. But that was all we knew. Like, we didn't know about all the other shenanigans. John Sears had sex with uh, Celeste, though. You think? He said she's good in the sack. I Aww. pointed it out in the episode. Aw. Yeah. That's sad. He should never get to have sex with anyone. And then he got back. Yeah, because he's, uh, we had no idea what he was so bad for. Right. Because like, they, they, they didn't say it in that episode. They were yeah. just like, oh, let me tell you about the real John Sears. And then they do it off screen. <clears throat> and we thought it was because he hate, we hated gay people. But no, it was because he tried to uh, statutorily rape a 14-year-old. Yeah. And date rape Kelly. So much worse. Yeah. Yeah, he's a terrible person. So Steve and Celeste got back together after that. Yeah. And went to Hawaii. And then in Hawaii, she ran into her ex-boyfriend. What a place to run into an ex. Right? From Uh, high school. The long lost love of her life. And she dropped Steve like a bad habit. So that that character was written with some intelligence. (laughs) This is another thing. Like, I I haven't watched the show from the beginning. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of hate for Steve when we were first watching this show. Yeah. But, like, I don't hate Steve because we didn't know all the good stuff. We didn't know about, you know, him being Santa Claus multiple years in a row right. and, like, all the different things he's done that are nice. It was funny how, how often I just ripped into Ian Ziering. Yeah, it was not good. Like, we apologize, Ian Ziering, if you ever happen upon a tape. You're, you're not terrible. No. We don't hate you. No. Also, Shannon Doherty, I think you're a fantastic actress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were acting like she couldn't act at all. What are you talking about? Well, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So I had some bad opinions on Shannon Doherty. Yeah. And I mean, the show, although I got to say this after watching it for four seasons, Mm -hmm. it is turning into a soap opera. Yeah, you were wrong about that. It's it's not. It wasn't always, but it's it's there now. You just admit she was wrong. Nope. And she's incapable. But anyway, so back to this episode. Episode one of season five. Yep. So uh, go ahead, set it up for us. What, what's what's going on in this episode? Everybody's coming back from summer vacation, except for Brenda, who we find out in just like an offhanded line. Oh, she's staying in yeah. England. Yeah, they, it was. I think it's pretty clear that they set it up. For her to come back, and then something happened in the the off season of the show, yeah, where they were like, "Nah, she's not coming back." So they just easily wrote it off as, "No, she's staying in England. She got a scholarship." Even Dylan's like, "Cause she was all, you know, let me have something to come back to and all mm-hmm. that stuff." It was really clear they were going to get together. Oh again. yeah, and they should have. And Dylan's like, "Oh, I won't be in London forever. Oh, what a joke, you know, kind of thing." It's like, yeah, well, he, I do feel bad for you, Dylan. He basically, you know, had his heart ripped out through his testicles. Come on. I mean, not only did him and Kelly break up and then Brenda left, then his money got stolen and he relapsed and he's drinking again. And like, he, he hasn't gotten his money back. Yeah. Everything bad that could happen, happened. And I bet you, since he's just chilling in uh, Mexico for two months over the summer, mm-hmm. you know, other bad things happened while he was drunk in Mexico. Oh, yeah. He has herpes now. Right. For sure. <laughs> and crabs. No, Steve, Steve got crabs from no. Celeste. David. David got cra- crabs from, from... Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, goodness. He made a video. This was weird. We always knew that Ariel liked crabs, but we were thinking <laughs> Sebastian the crab. Right, right, right. <laughs> Under your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. Everybody is coming back. Steve came back from Hawaii, and he's decided Kelly is the long-lost love of his life. Right. You know what I hate, by the way, about this episode? Hmm. First of all, not much happens in the episode. It's yeah. just a waste of time. It's just exposition for what happened between seasons. Yeah, exactly. Um, except for towards the end where it actually starts to feel like maybe something's going to happen. And nothing happens. But, <laughs> but the other thing I don't like is that every time they're talking about something that happened in the past, all of a sudden it's a handheld camera and it gets black and white and the angles are all, it's like moving a little bit and the angles are all weird. It's like uh, the reenactment of like uh, fucking unsolved mysteries or something like that. Like someone's (laughs) about to get murdered. Right. That's what it looks like. It's weird. It is weird. It's a weird choice. I, I did not like this episode at all. No. Um, Brandon. It's called What I Did on My Summer Vacation and Other Stories. Yeah, it, it should have been a fucking high school essay. Yeah, I agree. It, really, yeah, it should have been it, it should have been a previously on 90210. Yeah. It's what it should have been. You could have condensed all this information into that and then actually had an episode. Hopefully next next episode will be better, but we still need to get through all the exposition so you all know what's going on. Right. So... Steve wants Kelly, but Brandon and Kelly have been together all summer. Well, everybody else has been gone. And, they have been bunking. And Brandon uh, grew a goatee. <laughs> yeah. I like it, though. You know I like goatees. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It makes him look older. Makes yeah. Him look more mature. Yeah. So, I and, get it in that way. And David's jealous because he can't grow one, which makes sense. Right. He's prepubescent. He has a baby face. Um... That guy's going to look like he's 20 when he's 45. Right. And then uh, Brandon and Kelly are trying to figure out how to break it to Steve that they're together. Yeah, how to tell everyone, really. Yeah, they haven't told anybody. Yeah, Steve gets off the plane and he's like to Brandon, you know, I got to get Kelly back. Because Celeste found the long lost love of her life, who was her high school crush. Mm -hmm. He says, oh, my high school crush is probably the long lost love of my life. That was Kelly. So... Brandon, you got to help me get Kelly back. So silly. Yeah. So, and by the way, here's how we long. Right. And they make a joke that Steve looks like Troy Aikman, which is kind of true, actually. Hmm, <laughs> it I have does no kind of look like Troy Aikman. I'll take your word for it. I have no idea what these, you know, football player people look like. Super Bowl champion. He does look like he's built like he could be a football player, though. Which no? is, yeah, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of. He's 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 got a decent build. Yeah. He's, he's, he looks like he's the strongest of all these guys on yeah. the show. If there was all of a sudden, like, Mortal Kombat, I think he'd win. Fatality. <laughs> I think Sub-Zero would win because he would freeze everyone. <laughs> because they have magical powers. So the reason that Brandon is at the airport in the first place mm-hmm. is because he is picking up... Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. What the fuck was her name? Veronica... That sounds way too fancy. <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> Valerie? Yes, that was it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's with his parents picking up Valerie. 
They're leaving too, aren't they? His parents are going somewhere. I don't think so. I don't know. I think they were. I don't know. They're they were there at the barbecue. Yeah, they no. were at the airport too. Okay, watching the Minnesota Vikings game, and I knew that because you could hear very faintly on the screen them say Denny Green, which <laughs> Dennis Green is the Vikings head coach. Okay, so that that's all. And they they kept her hidden forever. They don't show her getting off the plane. They give us nothing. And then even at the barbecue that they're throwing so everyone can meet her, she has her back to the camera in the beginning. Yeah. It's supposed to be some big reveal. It's, I mean, It's for the Saved by the Bell fans. That's why. What the fuck? <laughs> what I want, though, is I want uh, Zach Morris to show up. Oh, that would be funny. But, I mean, it seems like her and Steve are hitting it off. They seem to like each other. Well, you, you know that she's partial to blondes. All right. Now, it also seems like maybe she likes Brandon. Yeah. But his hair's not quite as blonde. No. And he's with Kelly. Right. So. But this seems like, this seems, this situation that they've engineered seems like the beginning of a porno. porno Yeah. Okay. So, you know how Brandon and Brenda's bedrooms connect via a bathroom? And you knew that they weren't going to fuck because they were twins? Siblings? Yeah. Now we have a girl he's not related to who is in any hot. way. She's hot. And they wouldn't tell us, by the way, how they knew this person for the longest yeah. time. It turns out that her parents were his parents' best friends when they were growing up in Minnesota. And her dad just killed himself. And somehow. Because moved, they moved to Buffalo. So eh. that's probably why they killed himself. Because, you know. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo sucks. But somehow. This means she has to move to California. Yeah, I don't get this. So her dad killed himself. Is that was that in his will? <laughs> if I ever commit suicide, blame Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Make her move to Los Angeles. Right. Um Oh, and maybe she did it just to get the LA trip. I don't know. She seems awfully happy to be there. Yeah. So I I don't know what the thinking of this is. They say that the mom has her hands full with the younger kids. And it's like, okay, but if she has a nearly adult daughter or an mm-hmm. adult daughter, like an 18-year-old daughter, however old she's supposed to be, 18, 19, she could help right. with the kids. Exactly. Why send her away? <laughs> and she's like an adult. Why send her anywhere to live with, you know, uh, I mean, not strangers. Family. Not strangers, but like someone else's family. Yeah. Across the entire country. About as far away from Buffalo, New York as you can get. I mean, I I feel like, because of the reveal that we get, I feel like there's an alternative thing going here that makes it make sense. It doesn't logically make sense right now, but I think she either wanted to go or begged her mom to go or she was such a problem for her mom oh, her mom was like get yeah. the fuck out of here that makes more sense that it was easier for her mom to not have her around because she's such a psycho yeah so i don't know and she just foisted him on the wall just without any warning <laughs> but i don't know exactly what's going on here but it doesn't make a lot of sense if you're i mean you guys out there if your dad killed himself obviously be super sad but would you feel like I got to move across the country to process this? No. I don't know why that would help. But people, your, your problems go with you, you know. People do tend to move when someone in their family dies. Yeah. 
I don't, I mean, like, because I just don't want to be around those memories or whatever, I guess. But it, I could see moving houses, but moving cities. Moving across the country yeah, without weird. the rest of your family. Yeah, it's weird. So, anyway. But, yeah, she's moving in. She moved in with the Walshes, and she's sharing the adjoining room with Brandon. So, something is obviously going to happen here eventually. I mean, there's going to be at least temptation. There's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, a problem with Kelly. She'll get jealous. Like, yep. there's going to be stuff. Of course. So, we finally, at the end of the episode, get the feeling that she's being herself when she gets on the phone with a friend cracks the window and rolls a joint and starts talking about how everybody sucks. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, there is this guy. They're they're the lamest people in the world. They didn't even try to get a drink at the bar. Right. She's She's not wrong. I mean. Well, yeah. And she's like, there's this guy, Steve. I mean, he seems like he, uh, he'd give good credit card. What the fuck? Yeah. Who talks like that, by the way? Nobody. I mean, I know, like, I know the phrase, like, gives good whatever. Like, I've heard that phrase before that, you know, uh, geriatric people use. <laughs> you, you, you accuse me of being a grandpa. This is clearly, you know, 50-year-old writers <laughs> that grew up in 60s L.A. or whatever that are like, oh, let's write this teenage character saying this phrase from our youths. And no one would say this. It was very unnatural. Yeah. So I feel bad because she calls him dumb. Yeah. Which is not wrong. And he likes her, though, and it sucks because he's going to get hurt again. He gets hurt all the time. He almost tried to kiss her. Well, he tried to kiss her. Yeah. And then Brandon interrupts them. I kind of got the feeling then, too, that there was something off with her, though, and like, he's, like, flirting with her and giving her the moves, and she's just like, if you want to kiss me, just kiss me. Almost like she was fed up with him being nice or whatever. Yeah. So Apparently she was. Yeah. She needs someone to just grab her by the hair and throw right. her down. <laughs> That's what she's looking for. Yeah. But, no, she yeah, she's smoking a joint and talking to her friends, to her friend on the phone, and like you said, going over that, all that stuff. And then at the very end of the phone conversation, for the dumb people in the audience, I guess, for the absolute brain dead, she's like, oh, yeah, the Walshes, they seem they seem like they're oblivious. But, you know, if there's any problems with them, you know me, I'll just put on that happy face. And it's like, yeah, we got it. You're two-faced. We, you, know, right. you, you started talking shit about all these people that you were nice to previously and you're rolling and smoking a joint. We we got it. That was enough yeah. to understand the dual nature of your character. So she's, like, going to be the villain. Which, like, how do you replace Brenda with a villain? Yeah. What the hell? Not equivalent. Brenda was not a villain. Not in any way. She caused some drama sometimes, but she was not a villain. I feel like the show has lost its heart. Mm-hmm. That, like, Brenda was the heart of the show... Brandon is like the brains. Yeah. And uh, Kelly's the body. <laughs> okay. and, of, and of course, uh, Donna is the nose. Wow. No, Donna's the, the, the morals or whatever, the virtue, because yeah. she's got her virginity. But Brenda was the heart of this group. And I there's not, there's no passion without her. It just feels like people going through the motions to me. 
It's a very sad, and I'm very upset, and I feel like, you know, I might not want to keep watching the show if it doesn't Unfortunately, do some really we have to. great things, because right now, it seemed like the, a shell of its former self. It did. It was not a great episode. No. I mean, I guess we can quickly go through the rest of what happened. Okay, Kelly and Donna. Okay, yeah, Kelly and Donna. They were getting their hair done. Yep. And for some reason, somehow, two hairdressers that have never been in the show before and will never be in the show again play some integral role into getting the- their friendship back together. And the whole time I was just thinking, who gives a fuck about you two? I don't right. care about you two. Like, they gave them lines. They gave them backstory. I don't care about them. <laughs> but they, they got into a fight because Kelly was like, oh, you know, I, I can kind of see where David's coming from or... You know, it must have been hard for David or whatever. She was not taking David's side necessarily, but she was like playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. And Kelly was like, Donna. Donna, Donna was like, how can you take his side? And she was all pissed off. They show us that in the grainy reenactment right. uh, <laughs> footage. Yeah. Well, and also he's like family to Kelly, so she can't completely write him out of her life. And exactly. Donna wants her to be like, just fuck you. Yeah. She wants she wants Kelly to cut him completely out. That's not going to happen. No. Nope. So they make up at the fucking beauty parlor and nothing happened no, to make them go from mad to made up. Nothing. Yeah, you know what the you know what the great cuz they these hairdressers are like we got to what are we going to do with these two? We got to fix these two. They came out of a different TV show. Right. They were they came out of a sitcom. But <laughs> uh you know what their big plan was? They sat them next to each other. Yep. That's it. That worked. <laughs> and then they like high five and wink at the camera. It's ridiculous. And then they snap their fingers and disappear in in a cloud of pixie dust because they're gone now forever. Like you said, they may as well have been the angels. That's how hokey it was. It was really bad. So that's what happened with them. Donna and David are not together. David mm-hmm. comes back and had to make a video essay for one of his classes uh, to give us exposition on what he did. They, I guess At least they were a little creative about how to do exposition on... What everyone went through this summer. Yeah. And he went through his highs and lows. And apparently Babyface had him come on tour with him. And then he was touring in Japan. And for some reason, Japanese women were cheering David Silver. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the second keyboardist for a jazz uh, singer would not. People wouldn't even know his name. Right. Let alone start cheering for him. Absolutely seems, ridiculous. Yeah, so he got kicked off of the sh- tour or whatever, right? Well, not so. Like, those things don't follow from one another. <laughs> Babyface <laughs> caught wind that people in the audience were cheering for <laughs> David Silver. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not sharing the limelight with my second keyboardist. <sighs> he does get kicked off, though. Yeah, of reasons unknown. Babyface changed his mind. I don't know why. He never explains it. And then he gets crabs from Ariel. Yeah. After she breaks up with him. Which is fine. Which she breaks up with him because he gets kicked off of the tour. Correct. Because she was a, like, gold digging, fame digging. Yeah, I don't fame, know. fame fucker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a star fucker. There you go. So, good. I mean, like, good. Like, I kind of don't want him with her. No. And but... he, he said the two women that he brought to the club with him seemed enough for him. He didn't bring two. I brought one, and one was dancing close to him. Yeah. He's but, gotten better looking as he's gotten older. Yeah. 
So they all went out to the club, and then, you know, they ran into David. Excuse me, Carol. The club, I believe is how it's pronounced. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. The club where they were all too straight-laced to even try to drink. Right. And Jesse was bartending there. Yeah. In his finest, I'm a uh, 1940s porter uh, <laughs> tuxedo that they make him wear. What bartenders are wearing tuxedos? In a, in a dive club in Los Angeles. I, I don't know. I've never been to a dive club in Los Angeles. It's just weird. Maybe they do wear tuxedos. Okay. You're always the devil's advocate, aren't you? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I mean, I think that was pretty much it. Like, Andrea is, you know, all paranoid that Jesse's cheating on her. Or going not to really. Cheat. No, not that he is cheating. But, like, that he might get tempted to. And I guess Jesse's doing this instead of clerking because it's, he can make more money and they have to support the baby. Yeah. She got to finally bring the baby home. There was like a whole thing about how she was going to bring the baby home before and then it stopped breathing. And, and she knew it was going to happen. Because she's psychic now. Once again, yeah. Andrea has the, the, the power, the sixth sense. She knew something was wrong with her baby. Mm-hmm. And again, she knew something was wrong with her baby. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I, I would hope my mom would be that, that uh, intuitive, I guess, too. That's yeah, good I, for that baby. I think it's a ridiculous story element. But, it is. But it anyway, is. she brings the baby home, and yeah, so she's at home, and Jesse's being a bartender. And um, going to law school. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he'll continue with that. I don't know. Yeah, he will. I, I think that, I think he'll, you know, graduate and I hope get so. a good job, and then maybe she'll go back to school. I doubt it. Yeah. I think their lives are ruined. Um, because I've had a child. That's what happens when you have kids. <laughs> Makes me sad. But yeah, that's what's going on with them. Donna and David are obviously Donna sees them at the club, and she's like, "I feel sick. I want to go home." Yeah. Well, not much is going on with Kelly other than she's fucking Brandon. Yeah. Oh, Donna said too that she was in Texas with her parents over oh, the summer, yeah. Houston, and she said, "You know, and the guys there are hot, and they don't care that I'm a virgin." Where did she get that? Wait, did she go around and do a fucking survey? Did she walk around and be like, hey, I'm a virgin who wants to hang out? What? I am sure that they care. No, no guy is going to hang out for years with you, Donna, with no sex. Yeah, that's they weren't trying to fuck you, Donna. That's why they didn't care. <laughs> oh, my God. All the people in Texas are way more moral, that's why. Or maybe they just oh. didn't want you, honey. Right. Like, David loved her. I can just see her coming up. <laughs> She's in the, the country club. You know, I'm a virgin. It's like, that's great, dear. And just walks <laughs> See, he didn't care either. They didn't care so much, Kelly. Not one of them talked to me. There you go. <laughs> Well, just like on that ski trip, that one guy she hung out with and kissed and stuff, like... Yeah, he was like, oh, I don't care that you're a virgin, because I'm going to have sex with you. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, she's so clueless. Oh, my goodness. So, who else is left? Uh, That's it, right? That's everybody? That's everybody. So, we'll have to see. Once she started smoking a joint and being evil... Her character became more interesting, and I was actually interested to see what was going to happen with her. Yeah, and then they went to credits. Um, but, but I, I'm I'm curious to see where this is all going to go. I guarantee you, though, 
that what's going to happen is she's going to start out as bad and everything, and then the the wholesome goodness of the gang is eventually going to get to her. Well, especially, you know, she's living at, like, Wholesome Central with the Walshes. Exactly. Uh, You know, Mama Walsh puts stuff in her food that (laughs) makes people make good decisions. Although, oh, we forgot to talk about, we talked about Dylan a little bit, but. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, Dylan. That, that's who I was thinking yeah. of. He, um. Penniless. Yeah. I thought he was going to get his money back, but he's not going to. Is he going to get his money back ever? That's the question. I think he will. I think so. I think the, I think he's going to call that FBI agent that was working with his dad or whatever and have uh, them hunt down these people in Brazil and murder them. Maybe. <laughs> I think that would be good. Oh my goodness. But he goes home after talking to this bartender who he has been running a tab with for two months. You're right. And he's been running a tab with his horse too. Yeah. His women and his alcohol. That's what he said. So he uh has to leave his father's watch so that he'll let him leave. Collateral, yeah. Yeah. But he's super nice about it. He's like, Hey, just go back to Beverly Hills, get your get your house in order. And then you can just pay me whenever you have the money. You can get your watch back. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that was super nice. Yeah, it was nice, but it's fucked up that Dylan has let things get this bad. Although, like, what else is? What does he have to not have things be bad for? Really, I don't know. He was staring at Kelly from the fucking across the way yeah. like a creep. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, Brenda's gone. Kelly's with Brandon, and she sensed him like she's a Jedi or something. <laughs> I haven't felt a presence like this since. Well, and he he's listening to his messages, and his mom leaves a message oh God, yeah. on the answering machine saying, how could you be so irresponsible to let those people take your money? Right. Money that I never touched and saved yeah. for you. Your dad's Fuck money. you. Yeah. <laughs> Will you finally call me now, you loser? <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Dylan. So, I don't know what he's going to do, but... Sorry. I think uh, him and uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen might get together. Because she's the new Brenda. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe she'll corrupt him even more, because he's, he's drinking and he's evil, so... Well, I mean, you know she's going to get with Steve, but that's not going to go anywhere, because nah. it's just for his money. Right. And then it's Dylan his, will get his money his back. good credit card. Right. She'll, she'll give, she'll embezzle money from Steve and give it to Dylan. <laughs> That's how he gets rich. Again. There you go. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the hell happens to these weirdos. But yeah, not much happened in this episode. Not a great episode. I'm really hoping that the next episode is much better. Now Fingers. that they've gotten, now that they've reset, like they had to be like, this is the new status quo, everyone. No one freak out. Brenda's gone. Uh, Kelly Kapowski's taking her place. <laughs> and uh, Lisa Turtle is uh, our next door neighbor. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we'll see what happens next week. Yep. Carol, why don't you tell the people all the stuff and then we'll get the hell out of here. Check out our website, www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And what else do we want them to do? Write to us. That's it. <laughs> Write us. Wow. Latefee1994 at uh-huh. And tell your friends. Yeah. And why don't you check out my, my buddy, as I've been telling you, my buddy created this new website called Patreon. Right. And we're the only ones on there. So if you want to support us and and check out some extra tapes that we have, some extra media for you. 
uh, patreon.com slash retro late fee. All right. Have a good night. All right. Bye.